to awaken your soul, the show which brings you inspiring, empowering, and sometimes, quite frankly, mind-blowing conversations about life, death, and everything in between. This is a place which will open up your mind and take your soul for a spin. My name is Agnes, and I'm your host. Let's begin this dance. Welcome to another week and another episode of the podcast. And this week, I had the pleasure of talking to Nick Brow. And Nick helps people to create big breakthroughs in their life. And Nick uh, works with teaching the law of attraction. And it is such a fascinating subject. And some of you might be familiar with it, but the way he presents it is just so clear and he's so good giving like a very practical tips to apply. So we talked about the law of attraction, about attracting the thing to our life and how we can become the vibrational match, but also about really connecting with our higher selves and how to shift and focus on the things we want, create rather than lack of. So really important skills which make us feel like we are the creator of our life rather than being a victim. So I feel like it's incredibly inspirational and Nick shared about that he has this community called Collective uh, where, you know, the community gets together online weekly and, you know, there's a lot of conversations and teachings about really getting deep inside and creating the outer world from the inner world and I absolutely love that so I'll be joining the community for sure and there are going to be links to connect with Nick I think he's um, a great teacher I've been following him for a while so I was ecstatic when he said yes to the conversation and I didn't know him so I just put a lot of positive vibration and and it worked so I hope you're gonna enjoy the conversation And I hope that it will make a positive impact on your life. And, you know, sometimes it's like we never know. It might be a book. It might be uh, something we hear. Sometimes it just takes that one seat, which takes us on a complete different direction in our life when we can really uh, experience big transformations. So who knows? Maybe something Nick will say in this conversation would be that seat for you. So let's get started. All right, Nick, welcome to the Awaken Yourself podcast. I am so excited to talk to you and uh, I have so many burning questions. I have a feeling this conversation is going to be amazing. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to connect with other leading edge creators. That's right. Yes. So I have the first burning question, which I want to get out because I've meant to ask you that. You've been following the work of Abraham Hicks, and I would love for you to talk a little bit who is Abraham Hicks to some listeners who might not know. And you've experienced personally talking to Abraham Hicks and receiving the messages. So could you like share how is that experience? Yeah, so Abraham Hicks has probably been around for, I would say, 30-ish years. Most people who get into Law of Attraction, it's typically through the documentary called The Secret. 
And a lot of people don't realize this, but the secret was actually based off of Abraham Hicks. And originally Abraham Hicks was, I think, the leading teacher in The Secret. And before The Secret was released, the producers wanted uh, Jerry and Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, to sign over the rights of their teachings to the producers. And Abraham Hicks was like, no, we're not having any of that. So they actually got cut out of The Secret. So a lot of people don't understand or don't realize that, you know, foundationally, Abraham Hicks plays such a big role in today's mainstream teachings of law of attraction. And I would say most people know Abraham Hicks just from listening to YouTube because they've got thousands and thousands of clips on YouTube. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And Abraham, I mean, Esther Hicks, who channels, right? Yeah. And how would you describe like, because she channels the voice, the wisdom of Abraham Hicks, but how would you say like, who is Abraham? Yeah, so the, the way the story goes is, you know, Jerry, who's Esther's wife, was the one who's really into, you know, personal development and Napoleon Hill and personal growth. And he was trying to convince, you know, Esther to, to go see a psychic with him. And she didn't want to have anything to do with it for a while. And he convinced her. And the psychic said, you need to, spirits telling me that you need to meditate every day for, I don't know how long it was, maybe half an hour. So they started to do this and they started meditating for half an hour every day. And I don't know how long it took, maybe a couple of months or maybe a year. But at some point, Jerry noticed that Esther was moving her face when she was meditating. And they realized and recognized that she was actually spelling out letters with her nose and she was spelling out the word Abraham. And that's kind of how it got all, all got started for her. And, you know, she started, you know, tuning in more and more and got to a point where she could begin to channel. And Abraham is known as, you know, the collective of non-physical beings who answer the questions that people ask Esther while she's channeling. Mm, yeah, that's that's amazing. And your experience, I mean, your work is so profound. And I feel like one of the main reasons I've been drawn to your work, because you are so good with explaining the law of attraction. And you help people, right, to create breakthroughs in life, to like bridge the gap between, you know, where they are and how they can manifest and create the the life they want and you're so so good with that like with the clarity of what that is because that law of attraction right it can be it feels like what what is it so i would love for you to like talk about the law of attraction and your understanding and anything with that direction yeah so law of attraction you know my take on law of attraction is that you know most people come to law of attraction because they're looking for you know, the magic switch that they can flip and all of a sudden all their desires are going to appear almost like a genie in the bottle. And what people need to understand is it's not really like that. For me personally, I've manifested, you know, seven figure amounts of money, in my dream relationship and so many different things. A lot of the big things that people want and the key to, you know, the manifestations and, and becoming that leading edge creator of your reality. It's not about looking for the quick fix but it's about understanding how reality really works. And the way reality really works is reality is vibrational in nature. So what that means essentially is that everything that we experience vibrationally is a match to what we have going on in our consciousness, in our attraction point. So for example, if I look at you know gravity, gravity is a law, the law of gravity, and it applies to everything. You know, if I pick up this pen and drop it, 
it's going to drop in the same way as this piece of paper or anything else I have in my room. Gravity doesn't make any exceptions for anybody or anything. And law of attraction should be seen as similar to gravity as a law, a consistent law that applies to everybody in the same way. And what that law basically is, is that you know where you put your focus, the emotions and the perspectives that you choose, the way that you feel goes out vibrationally from you and then your physical reality reflects back that to you. So what that means essentially as an example, if you carry a lot of emotional baggage of maybe the feeling of not good enough, then you might attract a boss who treats you like you're not good enough. You might treat, attract relationships where your partners make you feel like you're never good enough. So once you understand that reality is a reflection of your consciousness in that way, you can begin to sh- work through your emotional baggage, work through your belief systems, start to, to shift what's going on inside of you in order to shift your physical reality in positive ways. Mm, that's incredible. And I think a lot of times, uh, most of us, we react, right, to our external world. It's like, you know, we don't have the conditions maybe the way we want. And based on that, oh, we feel, you know, unhappy or sad. And we're waiting, right? We're waiting in the external world for conditions to change so we can feel good, right? Yeah. If I get the job promotion or if I have enough money in my bank account or, or all those things... And I think part of growth is to realize that it's that inner work. Like you said, it's, it's the vibration which comes from our consciousness, right? Yeah. The first thing I tell somebody when they're, they're stepping into the world of law of attraction is the number one priority is alignment. And alignment is what I call the level of connectivity between you and your... The more you're in that state of alignment, the more you're blended with your inner being. And when that happens... Your intuition gets stronger. You experience more synchronicities. Life unfolds in this flowy way that becomes very magical and amazing. And the key to achieving alignment is by how you feel. So the happier you are, the better you feel, the stronger that alignment becomes and that connection becomes. And the challenge for most people is we've been programmed to allow circumstances to dictate our emotional state. So if my boss praises me, I go home feeling happy. If my boss tells me to redo a piece of work, I might go home feeling angry. So most people by default, we allow circumstance to dictate how we feel. And if we're always allowing circumstances to dictate how we feel, then we're giving our emotional power away. We're giving our power away to being happy to circumstance. So one of the first things that I teach people is how to detach from circumstance, how to stop allowing circumstances to control your emotional state so you can be happier more often and be in alignment more often. Yeah, I mean, that's if you think of it, I mean, if you have that skill to do that, I mean, that's like ultimate freedom, right? To, to really design your life and to be in charge of how you feel. And, you know, it's easy to feel good when things are wonderful, right? But it's... Yeah. It's the question, okay, when things are not, how do we shift? And maybe if you could give us like a practical application or practical tool, how do we make that shift? You know, when we are in that moment of like, we really feel not good, you know, and we allow those circumstances to really affect our emotions. Like what are some few key elements you teach that? Yeah. 
So the first thing to understand that it's never the circumstance that makes you feel bad, but it's your perceptions about the circumstance. So one common example I use is people often ask the question, how do I stop somebody from lowering my vibe? My boss is always lowering my vibe. My sister is always lowering my vibe. How do I prevent other people from lowering my vibe? And really, I tell them that you've got three options. So option number one, you can go live in a cave so that you're not around anybody that's going to lower your vibe. Option number two is you can assert yourself onto everybody else so that they become the person you want them to be so they no longer trigger you. And that's not any better of an option than option one. And option three, which is the only real option, is to dig into your own state of being. It's to understand what it is that I perceive, what is it is that I'm practicing that's allowing these people to trigger me in that way. So for example, somebody who's got a lot of emotions of maybe not good enough, it takes a very, very small circumstance to trigger them back into that emotion and that feeling of not good enough. But if you take somebody who's very confident, like The Rock, for example, if somebody came up to The Rock and said, hey, Rock, you suck right? He would probably brush it up and it wouldn't bother him because he doesn't have that big emotional baggage of not good enough, right? So the more you work through the emotions you've got going on and the more you release these negative perceptions of yourself, the less other people are going to have that ability to trigger you. And that's, you know, that's the example of people triggering you, but that applies to all circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, like in my work, I talk a lot about releasing the emotions like through like sound meditation or like breath work. And what other ways or personally, what have you experienced in works really well to release those emotions or to maybe even like become more conscious about them? Because so often it's subconscious, right? It's programming. So people don't even realize that that's how they operate. Yeah, so... You know, there's a few different things to look at there. So one, one way to become more aware of the emotions you're practicing is something I call the fuck it happy game, pardon my language. And what that game is, is, and I used to give this to all my clients when I did one-on-one work, is when you wake up in the morning, you do a morning practice, you feel as good as you can, and then you measure it on a zero to 10 scale. So let's say this morning you wake up, you do some yoga, you get outside, Uh, you listen to some good music, maybe a little bit of Abraham Hicks, and you get yourself all the way up to an eight. And then what you do every couple of hours, you check in, am I still at an eight? I am awesome. Am I still at an eight? I am awesome. And then let's say you check in in the afternoon, and you're like, oh, I dropped from an eight to a four. When you notice that you drop, then what you do is you say, okay, what thought pattern kicked in? What emotion, you know, what circumstance did I experience that allowed me to drop from an eight to a four? oh, it's the way my boss treated me. Okay, tomorrow, and this is to help build resilience, tomorrow when I'm around my boss, I'm going to be extra cautious to not allow him to drop me on that scale, right? And when you practice this exercise, what you'll also notice is it's typically the same emotions that keep pulling you down. And then once you identify what those emotions are, then you can start working through them. Um, The process I used to use for a long time was EFT or tapping emotional freedom technique. Now I've got my own process, which is kind of the evolution of tapping, which is called the belief tree process. And what that is, it's about understanding that when you have a negative emotion, negative emotion is guidance. Negative emotion's purpose is to tell you that you're practicing a certain belief or perspective. 
So underneath every negative emotion is a belief, is a perspective. And what the belief tree process does is it helps you identify what the perspectives are underneath an emotion and then working through and releasing those perspectives. And when you do that, the emotion goes away too. Mm, that's amazing. It makes me think of, um, is it similar to what Abraham talks about contrast? That contrast helps us to kind of realize kind of what we want. And it's very helpful to experience those things we feel like we don't want in our life. Yeah. So Abraham Hicks says emotions are your guidance system. Mm. And most people, when they feel negative emotion in the context of Abraham Hicks, they say, oh, there's a negative emotion. That means I'm going to go focus on something else instead and stop tuning. And, mm. you know, that's, that's a great, that's a, a good first logical step. But what happens is that emotion is always going to keep coming back. Mm. Right? And most people are pushing against negative emotion with affirmations and positive aspect lists and focus wheels. They're trying to boost the positive to counter that negative emotion. But if you don't fully deal with that negative emotion, if you don't really release that negative emotion, then you're always going to be spending the rest of your life pushing against it. You're much better looking at that negative emotion and identifying why does that keep surfacing for me? What thought patterns am I practicing that continues to make this relevant, not only in the way I feel, but in my entire physical reality, right? Mm. And once you can identify why you're practicing it and release it, then you experience greater outer world shifts. When you look at most of the law of attraction community, most people every day are efforting their way into alignment. They have to meditate. They have to do positive aspect lists. They're not waking up in that natural state of alignment, which should be natural. And the reason that is, is because they're not working through those negative emotions and releasing them. They're just letting them sit there and doing processes to kind of counter them. Mm. And the key to having high, effortless, consistent, stable alignment is to look at that stuff and deal with it and release it so it's not pulling you out of alignment anymore. Mm, that is, makes so much sense to really get to the root of it, what's causing it, right? And release that because otherwise it's like we're suppressing it, we're covering it. And, you know, one day is better, but the other day comes back to the surface and we are in the same place. Absolutely. In, in the collective, which is my online community, mm -hmm. um, we've got about 600 members. And for the last month, we've been focusing on the belief tree process. And I've got another one called the freedom formula. And like, as people are doing these processes, you can tell they're just they're getting lighter and lighter and the manifestations are rolling in and it's, it's really magical to see. What I tell people is that, you know, if you really want to be successful in this law of attraction and applying this stuff, you have to go within. And the best way to do that is some of these processes. Wonderful. Okay. I'll make sure that I will link all the info so people can connect with you and check that because I feel like so many people are being more and more aware about the importance of the inner work and the vibration, the frequencies and how it all works. But the question is, okay, so how do I tap into it? How do I start? Right. And even if it doesn't lead to manifestation, because even if it just makes you a happier person, you know, everything we want in life, we want those things because of how we believe they're going to make us feel, right? So yeah. the path to success in this world, a lot of people come to law of attraction and they're trying to use law of attraction to chase after things, right? And in the collective, what I teach is chasing after this, that, or the other thing with law of attraction, you know, that's old stuff. That's the old approach. That, that doesn't work anyways. The approach that I teach in my new book and in the collective 
is to focus on what I call the new paradigm. Mm -hmm. It's focusing on making your physical reality so pleasurable where you're experiencing magical synchronicities all the time, where life is unfolding in a fun and exciting way. Once you make that your focus and once you start living that type of life, you don't care about the manifestations anymore because you're not dependent on them to feel good. And that's when they start to show up. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's that freedom again. And it's so interesting that you said about that everything we want, it's about the feeling. I remember when I first heard that and it really like synced in, I heard it from Tony Robbins. And like, it was such a huge shift because I was like, wow, so everything I wanted in life, right, subconsciously, it was because of that feeling. And that's just a vehicle to get it, but I don't have to use that vehicle. And that just gives you such a freedom. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's that feeling you know nothing else really matters and there's so many ways how to get that feeling and sometimes we get so stuck in our head right that i can only be fulfilled and happy if i do this or or get that and it's like we get miserable because it's so rarely that we can do the things we kind of make our minds up that that's what we want right i mean how often does life go the way we plan totally <laughs> So that that is beautiful. And I love how you talked about, I think I, I saw a video when you were talking with a person about the morning practice, right? And there's a lot of people who practice like getting up and starting the day in like a higher vibration and understand how important it is. But I love what you said that so many people are forcing it. And the most important thing is that feeling good you talked about. Yeah, half half the people I ask, oh yeah, so you have a morning practice? That's great. What what's the purpose of your morning practice? And then they kind of give me a blank stare, like, I don't know. I just know that I'm supposed to do it, right? So, you know, the goal for for the morning practice I recommend is to feel good, is to get happy, is to be in that state of pleasure. And if going outside and having a coffee on your deck and, and watching the birds brings you just as much pleasure as doing an hour of journaling and meditating then go sit on the deck and enjoy the sun, right? Most people are overthinking it. Most people are efforting too much. People need to take a step back and say, okay, what's my goal here? Oh, my goal is alignment. How do I get into alignment? Oh, that's by feeling good. What is the number one thing I can do right now that's going to make me feel good? It's that simple. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think if we can experience more of those beautiful states of feeling good, that's what we want in life, right? Totally. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I kind of battle a little bit with the law of like allowing, right? And feeling good and, and, and manifesting things from that place of just flow and ease. And then there is that part in our material life. And when it's like, okay, you have to work hard at things, you know, for blood, sweat and tears, especially me coming from Eastern Europe, everything is blood, sweat and tears. It's almost not okay if things happen easily to you. So it's like, how do you balance that when you actually you know, allow it to happen. And, but yet you still have to like take action. Yeah. So it's an interesting topic and, you know, I can, I can totally relate to this topic because before I got into what I do now, I spent 10 years working in startup companies in tech, working 60 hours a week. So I've had, you know, and that brought me a seven figure amount of money and that was great. But like, you know, I'm just as successful now making really good money, helping people all over the world and I'm not doing it from that energy of effort anymore. So both paths are, are available to anyone. If you believe in your effort, then sure, your effort might make you successful. 
but you can also believe in your alignment. And if you believe in your alignment, and if you believe in the mechanism of synchronicity, and if you believe in vibrational productivity, I can tell you right now, that path is way more fun than effort. For me, I don't take action on anything unless it feels fun and exciting. And I'm taking that action for the pleasure of the action itself and not the outcome. Mm, I love that. I listened to you when you talked about the pleasure of painting on canvas, right? And that was like, that hit me so much because I just maybe the last year I started to paint. And I think before everything in life, it was like very structured, you know, it's like goal oriented. And then with the painting, I've experienced that of like just doing it for pure joy. And it's like, I can't really paint anything specific. So it's just all flow and abstract. And, and you know, when you are talking about it, it's like, wow, I know what you mean. It's just, you know, it's so joyful to just like dip the, the brush into the color and just see the color and the flow. And that's all there is. I'm not for that. Or is the painting gonna happen? The happier you're in life, the more pleasure you're having in whatever it is you're doing, the faster you're gonna go, right? Do you ever notice that when you're impatient about something, when you're sitting in the car and you've got a five hour drive and you've got kids in the backseat or are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And it's not very pleasurable, then it feels like it's taking forever. But in those moments where you're having so much fun, you lose track of time, and time flies, right? Mm-hmm. That applies to everything in all of life. So, you know, people who are waiting years and years for their manifestations, they need to take a step back and they start may, need to start to need to make pleasure a priority if they want those things to show up quicker. Mm, yeah, it just makes me think, you know, of everything which is going on in the world and has been, you know, it's just like if we could actually live from that place of more pleasure and really like not feel guilty i think there's so many people which feel guilty right they they feel guilty of like enjoying themselves or feeling good or not working so much and even taking vacation it's like it's huge it's like why do we have that like that we're a lot more okay to be miserable and be suffering and unhappy than the opposite like what do you think where where's that coming from my guess is just old programming Right, picking up beliefs from our parents who picked up the same beliefs from their parents and their parents and their parents. You know, we didn't come here for any of that. We came here for expansion. We came here for joy. We came here to live a magical life experience. And that is available to everybody. It's just a matter of doing the right inner work. Mm, that is so true. And it's just like when you like sit with it for a second, it's like you feel it inside. It's right. It just feels right what you just said. So that's, that's very helpful. <laughs> that is definitely very helpful. And you have a mini e-course about manifesting, which I highly recommend for people to, to sign up for. It's a free course, so for sure, attach the link. And you talked about becoming the vibrational match to what you want to experience on creating life. And I love that subject, you know, with the understanding of that everything is energy and the frequency. Could you just talk a little bit about it? And you had this incredible explanation of like the radio and the trans... Yeah. So most people in, who study law of attraction, they think alignment and vibration is kind of the same thing, right? And earlier I explained what alignment was, which was the connection with you and your energy. And alignment leads to intuition, synchronicity, that state of flow, inspired impulses. But that's not what defines what we experience in physical reality or the manifestations. What defines that is our vibrational frequency. So 
the way those old radio FM AM radios worked is you had a, an electronic box, an AM FM radio receiver. And as you turn that knob, as you turn that dial, it would pick up on the radio waves, the radio frequency waves. So one of those receivers, what it does is it takes a frequency, translates that frequency into the sound, which is then that radio station that we hear with our ears, right? So a radio receiver takes radio free wave frequencies, converts it into sound so we can hear it. As human beings, we are also frequency receivers in the same way as a radio. The difference is we don't just take frequency and translate it into sound. We take frequency and we translate it into an entire physical reality experience. So we are literally the same thing as a radio receiver. We just translate it into something different. And the difference between a radio and a human is a radio, you just turn the knob to change the channel. Humans, you know, we don't have a, a knob built into the side of our head that we can turn. For us, our knob is what we call our attraction point, which is where we put our focus and the emotions and the perspectives that we practice. Mm, yes, absolutely. So if so, the first step would be to maybe observe the thoughts we are thinking and like, where is that energy going, right? Focusing, oh, something is not going to work out and, and, and go rabbit hole. Yeah, so one, one example that I like to use is money, right? Because everybody's trying to manifest more money. So the number one tip or the first thing I tell somebody who's trying to manifest more money is, are you trying to work your way out of lack or into wealth? And they might sound like the same thing, but those are two very different things because whenever you're trying to work your way out of lack, what are you focusing on? Lack, right? When you're trying to work your way into wealth, what are you focusing on? Mm. Wealth, right? So if somebody's trying to work their way out of lack, then they're constantly being focused on lack. And what are they going to get more of in their physical reality? Lack. Somebody who's focused on generating wealth, building wealth, they're constantly focused on wealth. So what are they going to attract more of? Wealth. And I know that's a very simple example, but like I said at the beginning of the call, the law of attraction is a law like gravity. It's consistent. It applies to everybody the same way. Every time you, you notice lack, then you're adding more of that lack into your reality. And every time you notice abundance or wealth on any topic, you're going to bring more of that into your reality. Mm, that's so true. And you talk about consciousness and like the alignment, the connection to the higher self. And I've noticed and I've experienced that myself. So many people feel like they really don't know what they want out of life or or like they don't even know like what they make them happy. So sometimes it's hard to to do those things which make them happy. And I, I probably, you know, that's that that disconnect, right? To, yeah. to the higher self. So what would you advise for people to to starting that connection with the higher self or true self? Yeah, it's funny because on the collective once in a while, somebody will come on our live calls and they'll say, you know, I don't know what my desires are. And then I'll say, well, I'll call bullshit because I know exactly what your desire is. Your desire is to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. So A, people who are trying to seek out what it is that's going to make them happy, I tell them to take a step back and just focus on being happy. And somebody who's seeking out a stronger connection with their inner being I tell them to stop trying to seek out that stronger connection with your inner being, take a step back and just focus on happy. Because by being happy, that's automatically going to connect you to your inner being. 
Because mm, that's the nature. Exactly. Because when you're happy, your vibration raises. Yes. So you automatically strengthen that connection just by seeking out pleasure. Mm, that is so true. And with that, what would you say, like, when we have those really heartbreaking experiencing experiences in life, like, and sometimes we start to question, like, why does that happen? Why do I have to experience so much pain and tragedy? And, you know, or looking around the world when we kind of our thoughts go to, to that, it's like, why, why is that? Why there's so much of that? Yeah, I think, you know, us in our human bodies with our limited awareness, it's hard to tell, right? I think there's a bigger picture to everything that goes on on this planet that we're not aware of from a non-physical vantage point. When it comes to contrast in the collective, we've renamed the word contrast to fertilizer mm-hmm. because fertilizer is there for our growth. It's there for our strengthening. And contrast always gives us that opportunity for growth and expansion and becoming a stronger person if we perceive that contrast in the right way. Mm, yeah. So again, it's it's all about like the perception too, right? How we see things and, and the meaning we give, right? If a tragic event happens and then like, what is the meaning of it? How we perceive and the, those thoughts basically will shape our reality and experience, right? Absolutely. And you're powerful enough to give any meaning you want to any circumstance. And that's that freedom again. And that's when we get to the point when we feel like we're really a creator of our life rather than victim, right? Absolutely. Ours, we can't understand why are those things happen in our life. It's amazing. And uh, Nick, I want to go back very quickly to uh, your experience talking with Abraham. Do you have any like one memory or, or, or anything you've experienced in those conversations, which you felt like it was profound or maybe really shifted? It's hard to pick just one because every experience is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in the hot seat 10 times. And the first time in the hot seat, It was in Cancun with about 1,500 people, and there was so much energy on stage that it's almost hard to even hear what she's saying because you become so ungrounded in that high energy. And I've spoken to different people who've been in the hot seat, and they all said that they had similar experiences. So it's not uncommon for your first hot seat to have a hard time to stay grounded and even just listen to what she's saying. But after that first hot seat, it seems like you start to adapt to her energy and it gets easier over time. And by your maybe third or fourth hot seat, it just feels like it's kind of a regular conversation. Mm, amazing. Yeah, I've been listening to Abraham for years. And I have to say, like, after a while, I got like, okay, this is very much, she just talks about the same thing. And then I got, okay, you know, I kind of moved on. And then I got back to it and I discovered like, wow, I didn't even scratch the surface of understanding, even though it seems like it's the same message. It's like endless, right? How deep and how much you can get out of it. Yeah. And there's absolutely deeper layers than where Abraham Hicks goes too, right? Her, her dominant intent, Esther's dominant intent through Abraham is upliftment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's fantastic for her audience. But in my perspective, in my opinion, there's deeper teachings or more detailed or specific things than what Abraham alone covers. Hmm. Yeah, that is so true. So you mentioned about your collective. Could you just talk a little bit about that? Because I wasn't aware that you had. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the big resources I have now is the free e-course, which you mentioned earlier. 
Mm-hmm. And that's about an hour long e-course. It goes through the biggest things that people are getting wrong about law of attraction or missing about law of attraction. So there's the free e-course. I've also got a book called Power Manifesting. So that e-course was so popular. It's got over 25,000 people who signed up for it so far. I decided it just turned into a book. The book wrote itself in about three weeks and people love it. It's got over a hundred reviews on Amazon and every review is a five star. So there's Power Manifesting the book. And then what I did last year, it'll be a year at the end of this month, is I started something called the Power Manifesting Collective. Mm-hmm. And the focus of the collective is to create what I call the vibrational 1%. So the 1% most aligned community on the planet. And what we do in the collective is we have a private Facebook group. We do two live calls almost every week, live group calls where we teach things. We do hot seats, Q&A style most of the time. And that collective is now at just over 600 members and it's been growing like crazy. And my favorite thing about my business right now, just because we're seeing so many people have so many life-changing shifts, it's just been a blast. Mm, That is amazing. And I think it's so important with being on that path, right, of self-development and uh, just becoming better at life is to have that community, right? Because it's like, yeah, you read a book, you watch inspirational movie, but then it's like, you know, you have to immerse yourself. And I think the consistency of it is so important. Absolutely. To have other people around you who are living that life and who've, who've, who've achieved what you're looking to achieve and who can mentor you and show you the way and teach you what's worked for them. There's nothing more valuable than that. Abraham Hicks says, the greatest teacher is life experience right? And in the collective, that's where I get to share my life experience with you. So you can learn from the things that I've learned. And not just from me, but other members who are in the collective as well. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah, I will be definitely joining that because that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll send you I'll send you the details. Our next two live calls are tomorrow. And tomorrow, what I'm doing is I'm teaching a process called the attraction point audit. And it's one of my signature processes I've been doing with my clients for at least five years. And it's to help people identify your biggest source of resistance that you're carrying in your attraction. point. I love that. I think processes are so important, right? Because those are the tools to really dig deep and uncover all those things. It's that self-exploration. And it's, I think it's probably one of the most important and exciting part of our life, right? Absolutely. And that's an important thing too, is to approach these processes in a light, exciting, curious way, rather than the energy of, I need to fix this. I need to fix this. I need to fix this. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think the joy and excitement, it's like, I resonate with this two words so much because like, I find often myself, it's like, oh, I don't feel excited about that. It's that craving, right? Of feeling that excitement. It's that fuel for you. It's that inner energy. It's like, and when you can live from that place, it's just like so amazing. And then the outcome really doesn't matter, right? It's the experience itself. It's the... Totally, totally. If you're taking action on whatever it is you're doing from the energy of, I'm just doing this because of the pleasure of, of that action, you don't care what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. And when you're detached from what the outcome is going to be, guess what? You're going to enjoy the outcomes that, that you experience. 
Mm-hmm. That is so true. Yeah. Thank you for that. Nick, this has been wonderful. I don't want to take too much of your time, but hopefully we can connect in the future. And I, I highly recommend for people to do your mini e-course on manifesting and check out your collective community and follow you on Instagram. Like that's how I first start to listen to you. And you have like in those few minutes, those short clips, there was like so much wisdom. And I have to say, even this morning, I got up and, uh, you know, I didn't sleep good the wind was crazy I woke up with the headache and I'm like and I'm supposed to have this high frequency conversation with you and I was like I'm not feeling good so I put one of the clips on Instagram to kind of get into that and it shifted my vibration I put some music I did a little bit of dancing and I'm like boom all those feelings I woke up with were gone and that was like almost instant. So that was amazing. Awesome. None of this work has to be hard work. Right now I'm putting together a practitioner training to facilitate coaches with the tools that I use and all the tools in my facilitators training that I'm putting together. It's all stuff that's very simple that anybody can learn and anybody can teach and anybody can use with their clients. You know, achieving big things doesn't mean that it has to be big and complicated. Mm, I love that because that is so empowering, right? Everybody's keeping totally. That's that's a beautiful message. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nick. It has been incredibly empowering to talk to you and so fascinating. I love all the subjects and the work you do. So thank you again. And I'll be so looking forward to check more of your work and hopefully connect in the future. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Awaken Your Soul. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love for you to subscribe, share it with your friends or review it. Can't wait to connect next time. And in the meantime, you can check my website at lifewithagnes.com.